0: Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to the Rebels Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series. This is our summer series of podcasts where we are talking about the Lego Star Wars Freemaker adventures and some other news items that are always going on in the Star Wars saga. Thank you for joining us making us part of your day. We're breaking down episodes 10 and 11 of the series, The Maker of Zoe and Showdown on Hoth. If you're new to the show, I'm your co-host. My name is Matt. And unfortunately, Mike can't be here today, but it's for a wonderful reason. His wife, Crystal, is expecting their first child any, I want to say any hour now, any minute now. So uh, I wish him luck, and we'll hear from him back soon. If not next week, maybe the week after. So uh, uh, good luck, Mike, and we will talk to you soon. But I'm not alone, though. I was able to nail down a last-minute special guest you, if I mean, if you're listening to the show, you I know you've read her stuff before, you've heard it before, maybe you've even seen her before. She goes by Blue Jag Eyes on Twitter. She's a she podcaster. Uh, what else? What else we got? We blogger, uh, and as of today, I've seen her on the Star Wars show. It's Joanna Marie Macias. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I mean. Like I was I was talking to you before. I I've listened to the yeah. show and and I it's just fun to be here and talk about Freemakers and knowing that you guys are also fans of Star Wars Rebels. So this is this is super cool. Well, you
0: know what's funny was when I started watching me and Mike he goes, Mike, my other partner of course, he goes, Hey, let's start let's do just a a couple of, um, let's do a summer series on the Freemakers. And I was like, Okay, whatever. I didn't really know much about it. But It seems like just only a handful of us are actually covering this show, and and you, of course, have your own podcast with uh, Aaron Goins. Yes, we do. We have one about
1: the Freemakers.
0: uh, About the Freemakers, and it's called The Star Scavengers. Look that up on iTunes. iTunes, check that out, because you guys do break down the episodes a little more than we do here on The Rebels, but it's nice to have you on and, and pull you away I know you were super busy today this is folks folks that are listening to us this is like her second of like I don't know three podcasts <laughs>
1: yeah. tonight
0: so she so I got her I got her for a short time so uh, I'm so happy to have you so I'm glad that you just out of, out of the out of the blue you were able to, to come on so I appreciate that um so let's just just before we get I, we got a couple things in the news uh, one thing in the news that I want to ask you about but um, for anybody out there that's listening that maybe doesn't know about you, I mean, tell tell us tell everybody what you yeah, do. Yeah,
1: so I, I write for my personal site. It's called TheWookieGunner.com. And I also podcast on, on a few um, shows called Star Scavengers that we had just mentioned, uh, Rebels Chat that I do with my mom, and we talk about Star Wars Rebels. And I also do Galactic Fashion with Teresa Delgado, and we talk about Star Wars fashion in addition to other uh, forms of geek fashion, and there's a fourth one called uh, "Hanging with Team Kanan," which I do with Katrina Dennis and J- Jeremy Conrad, and we talk about rebels, as well as Kanan and his awesome hair, and a whole bunch of other things. So,
0: <laughs> and your team, Kanan. and we
1: are Team Kanan. Yes, we call ourselves <laughs> Team Kanan.
0: <laughs> so it's safe. So it's safe to say you're a pretty big Star Wars. Oh fan.
1: yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, like I said in in your intro here, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, the Star Wars show, you're actually in the reaction portion of the show where they they show the trailer and they show all the fans that are reacting to the. to the rogue one trend, that was pretty cool to see yeah that, huh? that
1: was that was cool i was actually at work and i didn't have my i i wasn't on twitter i wasn't cheating or anything because i like to normally be on twitter when i'm at work but i, I had to do actual work <laughs> and i, well, Dang, I, I know right yeah. to work just gets in the way um so yeah. I, my phone was right beside me so i see my flo- my phone glowing and you know lighting up every once in a while i'm like what's happening i'm, I'm thinking like news uh, was released or something about Star Wars Rebels, who knows what. And it turns out that, you know, people were commenting on the fact that I was on the Star Wars show. I was like, I was on the Star Wars show and I didn't even know it. What's happening mm-hmm. here? <laughs> and yeah, so it was pretty cool to see uh, bits of my reaction video in there. And that was actually the first time that I ever did some sort of ro- some sort of reaction video because I, I just thought, you know, I'd do this rogue reactions thing that they had announced in the previous Star Wars show. So I I did that and wow, that, that was just pretty exciting to see um in today's episode
0: yeah no you know what's funny is like I've always wanted to that's funny to find out that's the first one you ever did because now these things are so popular are. uh yeah everybody's doing but it's kind of like you look at it and go man I kind yeah. of want to do those too <laughs> you know so I know what you're coming I know where you're coming from because I thought the same thing like one of these days maybe when episode eight comes out or something I'm going to try to do one of those too because it, it looks super fun and you know what's funny is when I watch them I get super excited watching other people react to a trailer, and it gives me like goosebumps when I see people reacting to the same things that I'm reacting to in, in these in these, um, especially Star Wars stuff. That's the only time it really gets me is watching any, uh, any of these new Star Wars trailers. So man, it's it's super fun to do, and and I think I, I will try one of these one of these. So what? So how was it for you? I mean. You just did, did you do like a review after the, cause I haven't seen your video yet. Oh yeah.
1: So my, oh. so my video was just actually, I was, I was staying up and watching the Olympics with everyone else. Everyone's groaning because they hadn't shown up yet. And I, I yeah. just, you know, had, had it, re, I just had the recorder go off every commercial because I didn't know when exactly it would air. So I have yeah. a whole bunch of video clips of just me commenting on commercials, by the way, <laughs> but, oh, nice. but for the go. actual Rogue One um, video i just happened um rogue one trailer i just happened to caught my recorder at the same time and you know i really focused on what was happening on the screen like i know some people tend to uh add more reactions to the actual recorder but i I really want to just capture what's happening on the screen and Mm -hmm. i i was just so impressed by the beauty of this trailer and it, it just took my breath away. Like, for most of it, I was just, my jaw just dropped. Like, I'm just literally just staring yeah. at the screen and nothing's happening. But there are <laughs> there are certain places where I actually start geeking out, especially when Diego Luna first makes his appearance in the trailer. And I'm a big fa- a fan of Diego Luna. So just seeing him there made me go uh, nuts. And then there was another instance where, um, you know, I saw troopers coming out of the the uh the u-wing i'm like oh my gosh the troopers (laughs) (laughs) because i I fear i i come from you know the era of star wars the clone wars and i'm uh, a big star wars the clone wars fan so i'm a big clone trooper fangirl so seeing all these Mm -hmm. other rebel soldiers and you know i feel for them so i i reacted to that and i think the other big uh, part that i reacted to was when darth vader uh Mm -hmm. showed up for those five uh, for those you know Two seconds i guess that you would say and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i gasped at that and i it was just genuine gasp because i actually forgot that he was going everyone was suspecting that he was going to be in the trailer but i kind of forgot about it throughout the course of the day so when i actually mm-hmm. saw him i thought oh my god that's vader i forgot <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i love that they slipped it in at the end there you know i and you can definitely tell your i mean everybody that they shown in that star wars show the the clips you could definitely see the excitement and the and especially yours it, it it would it would kind of flash to yours every few seconds it would go back to you but man it was really fun to see i have to watch the whole thing but yeah so so we can talk a little bit more about the trailer i know mike wanted to talk about the trailer really badly so maybe we'll get i'll get his take on it later on down the line but actually there's been another trailer out i don't know the the um international one too which added a few scenes with i guess um galen or so correct and and i'll I'll say this about the trailer like i totally loved it i mean the look this is what they talked about for a long time about how it's going to be a gritty war movie and some of the shots they did and some of the my favorite moments of this trailer was one was it's not any person. It's just the shot of the Imperial Star Destroyer. Kind of, it's a head-on shot. It's coming out of the kind of the the, the uh, shroud of the or the the shade of the Death Star, I guess you'd yeah. say. Uh, it's coming out, man. Just a beautiful shot there. A beautiful shot of it sitting uh, in atmosphere over. I guess we're think, thinking it's Jeddah. Um, another shot was, oh, this is great too. When Jin runs out on that transom and the. TIE Fighter kind of floats oh, up yeah. right in front of her. Man, what a fantastic shot that was. And and a lot of people are speculating, myself included, that hey, that could be the point where Jin puts the uh, data tapes uh, up and uploads them to you know to the Tanda 4 or whatever you <laughs> want to, you know, wherever, maybe, you know, you never know. You look at these trailers and you start your mind just starts spinning on what could be going on and what's happening. And, but man, I mean, some of the shots, I mean, the shots with the ACA, the ATACTs. uh, I guess a bazooka, his name is Baze, the guy that shoots it. Um, that particular shot.
1: Baze. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like it. <laughs> I never, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, and then of course, it ends with with everybody's favorite, my favorite character in the Star Wars universe, of course, is, is Darth Vader. So I'm loving to see that, and I'll say this about Vader: we know that it's going to be he's going to be very limited in this in this movie. They talked about it. Um, Kathleen Kennedy said he's he's in this movie very little, but he has a very pivotal point in the movie, and I just hope that. For me, I'm such a huge Vader guy. Like, I want to see this guy just wreck some stuff up. I want him to see, like, some serious Force power. I want to see maybe a lightsaber come out. Because the one thing about this movie is we know there's not going to be, well, as of this point, we think there's not going to be any Jedi. So that kind of worries me. Not worries me, but it's kind of like I'm such a lightsaber combat Force guy. And it's been in every Star Wars movie. And now we're going to get a movie without that. I'm gonna like, I'm oh, not going to miss that. I don't know. But I hope we get a little bit with Vader. And I want to see him doing something spectacular to to really cement how... Because we've seen Rebels. You know Rebels oh, l- last season. I mean, look what they did with Vader in Rebels. Oh, I God. mean, they showed some crazy stuff with him um, using the force. I mean, they had, what, a, a AT-AT dumped on yeah. him and he forced it up. I mean, you had... His fight with Ahsoka was so powerful.
1: I'd love to see so, something like that in the movie. Like just oh Vader man. using raw power like that. Yeah. I want come that. Come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, so many people want that. We just want to be, we, oh gosh. And, and, and here's the thing like, um, Gareth Edwards at the behind the scenes sizzle reel, he had talked about, like, you know, he used to play with these action figures when he was a kid. And now doing a movie, it's kind of like playing with the action figures. And now you're doing the movie. Well, that's kind of like me. I used to play with the action figures and I used to do some crazy stuff with them. And if I was making a movie, I would do, I would make Vader badass. I mean, I would make him do some crazy stuff, some crazy force. I mean, I don't want to, he doesn't have to do crazy stuff like, you know, comic book type stuff. But I just want to see the force used in a powerful way that I know he can use it. And and the lightsaber combat that he can do and maybe just show him how bad he was at this point. Because we've seen him in A New Hope where he's kind of beaten down and old. And we saw him in Return of the Je- Empire, which is a great fight. My favorite fight. And then Return of the Jedi, obviously, he gets beat by Luke. But mm-hmm. I want to see him really kick some butt in this movie. And hopefully we're going to get it. I got my fingers crossed. I'll be slightly disappointed if we don't get something really cool from Vader uh, in this movie. No matter how good it is, I'm going into it going, man, I really want to see something. So I, I know I'll be a little disappointed if I don't see something cool. But from everything i've seen so far though the look the feel you know the actors that are in it just it's all around just looking fantastic and i'm not just saying that because i'm a star wars fan obviously it's it's that too but it really does look fantastic and it puts to rest all those rumors about um you know they were having problems with it and they're redoing half of the movie and this and that so i am so excited for this i'm i'm as pumped for this as i was for um the, the uh episode seven um so oh yeah I mean, I'm more obviously the biggest thing for me is episode eight. I can't wait for that to come out. That's the biggest one. But man, this one is is right there as well, Rogue One. And what's, we talked about this last week, John Marie, that it's kind of nice that we, it's only four months away, roughly. But we got some other things that that can tide us over, like the Freemakers and like, you know, Rebels that's starting in September. So that wait is probably not going to seem as bad as like we used to wait for three years in between movies so oh,
1: yeah no this definitely yeah. there's so much stuff out there i mean whether you're a book fan a comic book fan a tv show fan there's just every anything you can possibly think of is out there it's just it's so much content mm-hmm. and I, I i'm loving every single bit of it
0: yeah you have a favorite uh part of this trailer or anything like seriously stand out to you
1: this trailer the thing that stood out to me the most um was that scene with uh, Chirrut and Imwe uh, and him mm-hmm. walking out and his exact words I cannot remember at the moment, but
0: oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The when he said all all of the will is uh, all the forces I, I forget what it is, but just that one scene really stood out to me, and I'm just I'm like this is what Star Wars is about. You know, you have mm-hmm. the action that's about to erupt around him, and then you mm-hmm. have him. Uh, spouting this you know uh, J- a jedi like uh, and, and uh, mentality, you know where he's mm-hmm. he's in that moment and he's letting the force guide him. I, I just mm-hmm. I love that moment.
0: yeah, we don't know if he exact we're guessing that he's not a jedi, but he's on this planet that uh, has some jedi kind of. Uh,
1: influence, you know, you know. influence. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Like maybe he's like a follower of it, but maybe he doesn't necessarily have it himself. No,
1: yeah, he's definitely a follower for sure. Yeah, he 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 adheres mm-hmm. to some of the principles and some of the ideals and such.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's going to be pretty interesting to find out about that in the world of Jeddah um, as well. So, uh, and it's funny too because you don't know like. All these characters, obviously, we don't see any of them in in the rest of the saga going forward. So it's like, man, you know, how many of these people? Of course, if you saw or went to the panel, which I kind of skipped over this particular part, I guess a character did reveal that (laughs) that they die. And I don't know who it is, but apparently, obviously, he's. That particular character's gone. But, man, we don't know about these other ones. We don't know if any of them are going to make it. And I could definitely see, like, a point in this movie where maybe Jen has to sacrifice herself or maybe one of the other characters might have to sacrifice themselves um, in order to get these plans where they need to go. So do you think we're going to see um, some casualties in this oh, one? Oh,
1: yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I mean, you need to have that sort of... You know, you get to know people and all of a sudden they're taken away from you. And that's especially a real thing in in times of war. And I can definitely see that happening. And... Um, And who knows, maybe there'll be a few of them who will still end up, you know, still standing at the very end of it. And even though they handed off everything to Leia and Leia's off to her own mission, uh, maybe they've been assigned some other mission that we don't know of. And we can see that take place elsewhere um, in some other part of the story, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, just because they're not in in A New Hope and the rest of the saga doesn't mean they can't they don't make it out. Of course, um, you never know. You can see them in, like you said, in books, comics, yeah. or an, animated series, a TV series. You never know. So, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of up in the air. So that's that's what's exciting about this. Even though you can kind of consider it kind of a prequel movie, um, you still have no idea about all these characters and where they're going to end up. So that's pretty exciting. So and, true.
1: Yeah
0: yeah so some good stuff there the international trailer also came out like we talked about and it it gave some more insight into Jin's father which a lot of people are assuming that he comes up with somehow maybe the the death star or how the kyber crystals work or something like that but um you know that's that's just a lot of rumor but that kind of makes a little bit of sense but uh some great characters great actors in this so i'm really excited and i can't wait till uh Can't wait till December. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, man. It's going to be fun. I think we're going to get – oh, here's one more thing. I think we're going to get one more trailer because um, I I still think they need to market this thing to a – just a normal movie-going audience because – I think
1: so, too, yeah. You
0: think so? Here's the thing. Like In this particular trailer, they don't really tell you exactly – what is going on like I can see them coming back in maybe October or November with a new trailer that really tells us how um, what this movie is about like they're going to say something like hey we need to get these tapes and we need to get them to the Rebel Alliance so they can do something I think they're going to do a trailer where they explain getting the plans and getting them to where they need to go. So uh, so the normal movie-going audience can go, oh, okay, yeah. this is the plans to the Death Star, and the Death Star is in the next movie, or in, in Star Wars. Oh, okay, I get it. So obviously those of us who know Star Wars are get it easily. But yeah. for the normal audience, I think... You think we might get one more trailer?
1: I think so, for sure. Yeah. Maybe sometime around November, I would say. Um, maybe, yeah, November, Thanksgiving-ish, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Just because... Um, I feel like a lot of the casual viewers are not still familiar with the placement of this movie. So they're seeing these characters and they're like, where's Rey? Where's so-and-so and And, and stuff that we've seen from Star Wars The Force Awakens? Because they're expecting this to be some sort of a sequel. But it's something that a lot of casual viewers, even my mom, who's a fan of Star Wars, she actually isn't really familiar with this movie and she wasn't sure where it was being placed. So I had to explain Mm. it to her. And I think it's important for people to keep in mind that it is important to still hold some patience when it comes to other fans and don't get all nasty and rude towards them because then you'll just end up losing that person uh, and their interest in Star Wars. So mm. definitely approach it in a okay, well, if you don't know, this is what's happening sort of a sort of a way. And um I've see that I've seen that be- people doing that. So definitely approach it that way because mm-hmm. uh otherwise, you know, we, we we want the Star Wars family to grow. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And and another thing that kind of makes me think that they're really trying to push it towards another uh, the general audience is they put this thing this trailer on NBC which is a rival network on the Olympics oh, and I understand yeah. the Olympics thing you know because you got billions of millions of people watching the Olympics so but to put it on another network is like wow because you never really see that from other networks doing you know, I, at least I don't if they do I don't recognize it but it's, obviously it's a Star Wars and I know it's owned by Disney and ABC so to see it on NBC was kind of a kind of a shock to me at first but I can I understand they're going for this massive audience uh for a movie that like you said the normal audience might not exactly know where this is in the timeline so yeah i definitely see them doing something in november as well so i guess with that um you ready to talk a little Free
1: Makers? yeah i am All i love right. this show <laughs> let's
0: do it All right, so this this week we're actually talking about uh, episode 10 and 11. First one is The Maker of Zo. And it, this is before we get into the episode real quick. We'll just briefly go through this episode. I have to say, like, again, Mike told me about this, and I was just like, okay, whatever. I just put it on. And, and surprising to find out that it had a lot of humor in it and stuff that, you know, adults – could watch and have fun with and sometimes the jokes go over you know kids heads and and i get them but along with the the comedy and stuff like that it also is following this linear story that i had no idea they were going to do so this is a total shock to me did it did this show um... surprise you at all as far as as it's following a storyline. Did you think it was just going to be one-offs every every episode? Oh yeah,
1: or you... I thought because of the yeah. fact that it had adventures in it, I thought they were going to have some sort of crazy um, swashbuckling adventure in each episode that really wouldn't tie in to the previous mm-hmm. one. So it's interesting that this show is actually following one, you know, a, a plot line, and it, it actually has structure to it. Because in the other mm-hmm. in the other past Lego shows, they kind of you know they do parodies and stuff like that and and, and although they have some story underneath uh, this show actually has more to it and I, I and if you're listening for the first time i highly recommend watching it it's really entertaining and it's getting very dramatic especially in this episode maker of zoe
0: yeah and and, and as we're talking about the Maker makers you you actually did in your I guess The Maker of Zo, the one that you guys did, I just listened to it today, and you did. You guys mentioned it, and I was going to mention it as well, is the tone of this show has changed a little bit on these last few episodes, especially starting with The Maker of Zo. They, they kind of bring down the, the, the comedy fun part of it a little bit, and they're starting to get a little serious. And you guys had mentioned it on your Star Scavengers podcast as well, um, and I totally agree with what you guys are saying there. This particular episode, The Maker of Zo, it starts out um, – so the Freemakers are traveling through hyperspace. Uh, they know the last crystal is on Hoth, but so does Nare. And uh, so they finally figured out that the tracker was on Roger the whole time. That's how she's tracking him down. Uh, so this is the point of, the, of this particular episode, of The Maker of Zo, where they're going to Hoth um, and Nare and, of course, Garbala and the rest of the gang. They're kind of waiting out on Hoth, waiting for him to, to get there, because they know, yeah you know, Nari's tracking him. So they need one more crystal, right? And it's on Hoth, and they need to get it. The Freem need to get this thing, because if Nari gets a hold of it, like we've seen what this, what this Kyber Saber can do in the, one of the first episodes, uh, the maker, I can't remember who the um, Jedi was. that Cancer.
1: Do you remember? Baird Cancer. Look at you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs>
0: Nice. He's showing what this thing can do, right? I mean, this thing is devastating, yeah, right? And
1: powerful, and like and he knew nobody could, you know, contain this power. So he that's why he ended up destroying it. Um and honestly, he should have just tossed the thing to like Mount Doom or something. <laughs> but <laughs> True. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But yeah, and he, that's why he ended up doing that in the first place. So, uh yeah, it's a lot of power especially for the emperor. We do not want him to have that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So so Rowan is looking for, as he found out from Maz Kanata from the last episode, like, hey, you need to look out for the maker of Zoe. And you guys had talked about this in your podcast, too. It was like I had this feeling in my mind of this, the maker of Zoe. Um, We had no idea it was going to be a planet, right? No,
1: no idea. I don't even know what was going through my mind. But for some reason, I didn't think of a person. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Same thing. I was like, oh, wait a minute, because I remember seeing the... The previews, and I know that the, the character who was coming, I got kind of got spoiled by that, but I didn't even dawn on me like I was just thinking his name was Zoe or something. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, and, and I uh, wonder if so, Zoe
1: is kind of like Oz but backwards with an H. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, for sure. This here's the thing about this episode, The Maker of Zoe. I think there's a lot of, and, and sometimes I don't know, maybe I'm look too deep into things, but I think this is a um let's see how should i put this um kind of a commentary if you will on on george lucas and what he's gone through throughout the years and, and i'll explain more what i'm talking about when we get to it um we're getting to it here fairly quickly uh once they get um uh let's see where let's see where i want to start for this uh actually we get introduced to the maker of zo right they land on this planet. Um, this planet is busted up right it's it's unused legos yeah, there's junk so around right
1: junk and garbage
0: <laughs> yeah scrap. you know what's funny is like it's scrap and, and it makes me sometimes the show reminds me of my own experiences with legos and i think maybe the writers and the executive producers do the same thing like this plant this planet reminded me like of my lego drawer when i was a kid oh my god you know what i mean so
1: true
0: yeah right right you know it's like there's just – you open – you have this one like Tupperware thing or you have this one drawer or whatever where you just dump all the Legos in or your or your mom does it, right? Yeah. And, and there's everything in there. And this planet reminded me of that. It's like you're flying around. And you see like the structures that the maker of Zo has has created. But the initial thing that caught my eye was this like, oh, man, it looks like my Lego drawer when I was a kid. That's so funny. You know, All the kind of the busted parts and and you know wheels and whatever else the parts that you have. It was, it was just kind of a a thing that this show does that reminds me of maybe myself as a kid, or or my kids when they play with Lego. So that was one of the first things that I came across. And we also come across uh, John read the some of the droids that are on this planet that are that are kind of loyal to to uh, the maker of Zoe, which we'll find out in a second who it is. Here's what we come across the EV 909 droid, which is the one we saw in uh, on Java's Barge. Oh uh,
1: cool. I didn't even notice you, that. Oh my gosh. Did you notice
0: that? I mean not the same one, but the same kind of
1: model. Uh, model. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean you saw super battle droids. Yeah. There was Assassin Droids, I believe those are Assassin Droids if I'm if I'm picking I them think out so. right. So
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And then there was cause there. Uh so all these different droids that we've seen in this universe are showing up on this planet. So, uh, Roger tells the reason that they're, they're there is, um, let's see, what was it? The trail, oh, the transmission pack. So they ask him about his transmission pack and Roger says, yeah, my, my friends here yes. <laughs> ripped it off. causes a big old fight, right? Yeah. And,
1: not the best thing to say when it comes to other droids, Roger. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, look who comes to the rescue it's it's the maker of Zo himself and it's um jack 14 which, I was listening to your podcast and I, I said the same thing. I don't really know much about this guy. Do you have any more information since you've you've done your podcast I about I don't I know he's a Sith yeah. clone, right? Yeah, he
1: is a Sith clone. I remember that Dooku was involved and that he I think he had commissioned it. And yes. um trying to think of what else had happened to him, but I know that he did not want anything to do with the Sith after a certain point. Um and he even tried to help in the same way he helped Rowan. Um, he also helped Luke in trying to retrieve some holocrons that he was after that he didn't want the emperor to get his hands on so that's the storyline that I remember the most but I definitely want to revisit um, anything that they they did with Jack 14 because you know that stuff informs the character that we see in this episode so I definitely want to go back
0: yeah and and like I said I I had to look it up because I wasn't too familiar with with jack 14 i i recognize it but i was like oh man i don't know who that is so i looked it up and it's kind of funny like they say he's a sith clone or or he has a a clone that was force was it force
1: sensitive yeah
0: yeah yeah and which kind of kind of kind of confuses me because if he's a clone wouldn't all the rest of the clones <laughs> yeah. be force sensitive i don't know yeah am i thinking about it too much
1: <laughs> I, I don't know at a certain point you just have to accept it
0: yeah you're just like okay whatever <laughs> but uh so yeah we find out who he is but the funny thing too is obviously he he bears a striking uh, resemblance to george lucas and of course i think obviously you know he's called the maker uh george lucas is often called the maker I didn't uh so think I, of
1: that. oh wow. no really yeah. yeah i mean
0: just the way obviously the way the character looked he had the white hair and the white beard and the glasses um, I'm thinking it's George Lucas and that's where I get into this this, this thing where I, sometimes I think I'm overthinking it, but this commentary that I think was th- that the show was some way in a backwards way trying to, to point at this is that um, well let me let me play you this clip. Here's a clip of this particular scene with with um, Jack and he's talking with I believe he's talking with Ron here. Uh, let's listen to this and I'll comment on it
1: one second. lay down your weapons maker
0: they're trespassing n3ro they mean us no harm
1: are you the maker
0: the maker's more a title than a name call me jack
1: the maker's real
0: huh sorry about my metal friends they're just a little shooty stabby crushing
1: i was going to say overprotective these droids haven't Ah. had the best experiences with people
0: a trend that continues to this very day maker look at all the trouble that these trespassers have already caused you're overreacting oh i'm overreacting do you hear what he's saying i'm so here's where I'm going with this and and it could be a huge stretch I don't know but I just it kind of came up on my mind like I said the character looks like George Lucas he's called the maker and he makes a comment in this in this audio clip where um, he says it's just a title and he talks about uh, don't worry about the droids they are just a, lo- a little overprotective and I just th- I just think that just a little part of me wants to think that that is, George and the overprotective robots are us, his fans, that that kind of go after people who attack him for for what he's done and some of the decisions he's made for his own property um, and what he's done with it. You know, are you talking about special editions and retooling stuff? And you know, some people don't think too highly of the. Of the I
1: totally see it. I do you see, see that? I, I do. The entry droid, totally the yeah. fans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not see that before, but I can totally see that now.
0: Yeah, and it's just one of those things where just because the the first thing that drew me at my attention was, of course, the the look of the character. It looks, I, I thought, you know, it's, it looks just like George Lucas, and just a little commentary. And I don't know if the writers were trying to do that or if it just happened that way, just through the writing. But you never know; these writers are pretty clever. We, we had a couple writers on our last show um, talking about episodes uh, uh, eight and nine, and these guys are really super clever. And it wouldn't surprise me that they throw something like that in there. So just a little commentary on what I think maybe was going on. But but this character, Jack, though, uh, he is obviously force sensitive. Um, and Rowan is there to try to, you know, he's looking for someone to help him learn the force. So that's what they do, you know. They they spend some time uh, going over some stuff, and I think at one point, John uh, Marie, they make a they make a couple speeders.
1: They uh, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty neat moment because you're thinking. You know, Rowan, I was about to say Ezra, but (laughs) Rowan, he's Mm -hmm. at a point where he, you know, he feels guilty about what he did, trusting Nare and helping her find the crystals. And he's desperate to... Do something about it, and so he's trying and trying, and he ends up making this little table at first. And, oh right! You right. know, and then he keeps trying, he keeps trying, and he ends up putting uh, the Jack in some sort of like a weird tree or something. At and, and the second time around, and then oh, finally, yeah. you can, you know, tr- practice makes perfect. After that third try, he actually creates this awesome speeder. And yeah. and uh, what I love most about that scene is that, you know, uh, Jack is about to comment on it and give him some wise sort of advice or something like that. And then all of a sudden Rowan jumps off and starts writing it because he's so distracted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, that was great, too. And 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 of course, Jack. Um, he makes his speeder super fast too. So Roland passes his training by fully assembling his working speeder bike from the from all the Legos or the scrap metal that's around. And uh, let's see. From this point, they well, and also too, Roland gets a lesson in the Force, which was kind of cool. And this is where we talk about like this series kind of shifted over this last couple. This last couple episodes, like starting to get I mean it always had some po- points of the show where it would, it would get kind of serious and talk when it talked about the force and stuff but it does the same thing here Rowan gets a lesson in the force uh, uh, Jack says the dark side destroys but the light side builds and it creates and it protects so that was kind of a cool little little force lesson that that Rowan uses and he actually kind of takes that to heart uh, later on as well so uh, from here we kind of get to the uh, towards the end of the episode. Uh, oh, there's actually a good scene too with with Grabala. He's talking to Jabba, and Nare is talking to uh, Cius, and both of them are explaining uh, that they need a little more time. And it's kind of like this back. They're showing both of them saying like the exact same thing to their bosses, you know. And it's kind of a funny scene seeing them go back and forth. And I gotta say, like Grabalah, is, is really as far as me and Mike on this show, we love this character. The voice acting is incredible. The writing. Such a funny character. grubal is probably one of our favorite characters in the series. What do you think, Drummer?
1: Oh, he's hilarious. Is he? I uh, I I love that character, and he has the best lines. I think there he was does. a one. He, there was a one point in that conversation where, um uh, J- uh, Jabba and the Emperor are going back and forth, and at the very end, he's like do you have a boss like that who's like always on you
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and it's hilarious yeah. because that's exactly what emperor palpatine is to denarii to so i he's just yeah. his, his the execution for that character and just the lines that he delivers are totally on point every time
0: yeah we've we've talked about this voice cast and and especially like rowan uh, i think his name is nicholas cantu Serious, it's just great stuff from this kid. I don't know how old this kid is, but the voice acting for him is fantastic. He's he's doing Rowan fantastic, and plus they get all these great other, you know, sitcom stars to come in and, and do some of these voices. You know, it's 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 really fantastic what they what they what they're able to get uh, as far as voice talent. Uh, this thing ends though. Uh, narin Graba, they arrive and. Um, they start this attack, and, and the Freemakers are trying to defend themselves. And Jack tells them to go and fulfill their original mission while he fends off the, uh, the Jedi. And here's the thing with this part here's another thing I got from this. I got kind of a Luke Obi-Wan moment here. Oh,
1: yeah. Did you? Okay. Definitely. I thought that was definitely an Obi-Wan, a new hope moment right there.
0: Yeah, for sure. You see him. Uh, get buried and then you see Rowan, he's like, no, you know, the whole thing is like, oh man, that's a super, super cool callback, uh, to, to Star Wars. So that was pretty cool. Um, so the Freemakers, uh, get away. Um, and the kind of like the final shot we get is the arm of,
1: uh, Jack. Jack, Yeah. yeah. Coming
0: out of the pile. So it looks like, Obviously, he's still okay, and we possibly might see this character again. I don't know if we're gonna see him in this season, um or and here's the thing. like I don't even know if if we're getting more seasons, or we haven't I heard have nothing no in. no
1: idea. And it's worrying me because now i'm I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. attached to these characters. I'm attached to the story. so i'm I'm fully invested and you have my attention. and I even bought the Lego set. so <laughs>
0: I saw that, yeah. You yeah. know,
1: so I like I definitely I want more Free Maker adventures and, and there's so many people who've commented on the show and say that they love it, that they love the originality to it. So yeah, I think Jack definitely has potential to come back and I hope maybe we'll see him do an awesome move in the season finale, who knows. But yeah. if not, mm-hmm. I really want a next season so that we can see more of Rowan and and Jack being more like Luke and Obi-Wan. Uh, sure. because yeah. they the, that relationship developed so quickly and you it's believable it's not one of those things where it doesn't you know fall in line with what's been happening it's it's actually a believable relationship that they established there
0: oh for sure for sure and and I, like I said we talked to the writers last episode and they they had no idea because they, they do a lot of these these stories year in advance so
1: oh they, yeah. yeah
0: they didn't necessarily have any 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 idea but um, But yeah, that was a great episode. We continue on with Shadow Showdown on Hoth. So uh, the Freemakers, they're on the run here um, with Nara and Grabala close behind, right? They're entering the Hoth system where the last uh, Kyber Sabre Crystal is located. Um, Nara gets in a couple of uh, well placed. Force-assisted shots on the star scavenger because they're kind of going through this cloud and, and there's not a lot of, uh, of visibility.
1: visibility. So she's yeah. able to get a
0: shots. Uh, and Rowan is... Here's the cool part, too. Rowan is able to use the Force to... Kind of grab that stabilizer and he's able to snap it back on if you will because we're talking i about love
1: that part it yeah. really shows how far advanced he's become yeah. with his abilities and more so no i don't know not more so than ezra but definitely yeah. definitely more than than what we would have expected
0: yeah and here's the thing like you have to you know this is 10 episodes and and maybe they didn't know if they were going to have another season so this season might end up being like it might wrap itself up in a season
1: that's true, yeah. Not,
0: not that they can't go and do another season, but maybe they did the story where it's just a, a story where they can finish in one season. If they do another season, great. But but like in this episode, I think they're just making Rowan um, learn things a little faster, which is fine with me. This is not necessarily a canon story, even though they're staying within canon as far as like characters and, and where they appear. Right, at, right. You know I mean? So, yeah, definitely. I, it's, it's totally cool with me that he's learning faster. I mean he's he's got the force so and he's a little older so he's he's picking it up pretty quick and this yeah it was a great scene seeing him put that back together those are the scenes that we love here on this show too as well as is seeing his progression him learning uh especially with the lightsaber and how to use the force so uh from there we they seek shelter and um they use these tauntauns which is great right you get to see tauntauns in there yeah (laughs) (laughs) tauntauns snow speeders and uh, they find the abandoned rebel base. And I remember I, as, as I was watching this, I, the part where they're actually flying into Hoth, I want to say I saw, you know, downed at because this yeah. is Yeah. Did you see that?
1: I think I did. I was trying to pause it in certain yeah, parts yeah. because, uh, you know, they, Cordy was commenting about all oh, that beautiful scrap down there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Always thinking about money, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also love that in addition to Tom Toms, we also saw wampas. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the big mama wampa and the little baby wampa. And I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, this is adorable. <laughs>
0: yeah. When I saw the baby, I go okay whenever you see it's like bears whenever you see a baby wampa you know mom or dad's really close behind i oh, just yeah. waiting right you're just waiting <laughs> for mama to come out um so yeah so actually they take on the baby is kind of like uh xander takes him as kind of like a little pet their friend that he's hanging on with right yeah. um here now it comes to a part of the episode where two characters that i absolutely love and it's now it's He's been demoted. He's Ensign Durpin now, and Plumstragger. Two fantastic characters. These are the guys that, like I said, when they brought in voice talent, uh, Durpin is is played by. Um, oh man, I'm just drawing a blank on his name all of a sudden from the sex from a. Uh, Oh shoot.
1: Oh no, I'm I'm blanking out his name as well. Oh
0: my god. Anyway, we've talked about it on the show, but he's he plays him so well. And just the character himself, Durpin. He's this guy like we made fun of it a couple episodes ago. Like he's an Imperial that doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to collect a check, <laughs> you know, put me on these easy assignments and they're never easy right so that's (laughs) great about it you know right
1: i love that and i love that he was ensign and that plume striker was sub ensign. (laughs) yeah because i
0: think i'm lower ranked than you sub ensign yeah (laughs) now wasn't he demoted by rowan though when he was acting as the emperor or did i miss something
1: no, yeah, it was Rowan acting as the emperor, but I'm pretty sure that Derpin may have, like, signed off the papers on his own yeah, and just, probably. like, assigned himself that location. Because why would you want a imperial base on a location that the rebels aren't using anymore? Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's definitely all Derpin, just trying to pass it off as something that the emperor did.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And that's, and that's the thing too, that about these characters is they're so funny because they, like, he does, Durpin doesn't want to do anything. And even when he knows there's trouble, he wants to turn his head and not even <laughs> deal with it. You know, he's just, he wants to live out the rest of his career just doing nothing. So, uh, but unfortunately he's got the free makers always, uh, in his way. Uh, so we get, uh, here's another part, funny part of the show was, um, seeing the, the outfits that were on Hoth, the, um the Freemakers got their park is on and Jabba has his scarf and his knit hat on. (laughs) I love that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He was so fashion, fashion, fashionably, um, yeah. yeah. uh, Fashionable character in that moment. (laughs) Yeah. It was
0: definitely funny to see him do that. Um, Let's see. Where do we go from here? Let's see. After that, let's see. um, Oh, of course, the uh, the star scavenger, and this is the point, I believe, or sometimes when we do two episodes, I mix them around. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm kind of, I'm trying to think of, oh, Rowan, uh, not Rowan, uh, Roger was left behind on the star scavenger to kind of heat himself up, but he ended All up right. melting the star scavenger into that little, like, lake area. Yeah, that's
0: right. And he freezes. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, he was only stuck with the word genius.
0: Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> of course, I was going to start out this episode with this Is going to be a genius yeah. episode, right? Because,
1: yeah, a genius episode
0: <laughs> that was so great that they did that. He kept saying that, and whatever response, it was always genius. And
1: yeah, that was so funny, yeah. and I feel like that's going to be everyone's war cry from now on, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, uh, and yeah, so, so the ship gets, gets uh, you know, dropped in the sublight engines turn on, and it heats the melt, like you heats the snow, like you said, and it. it, it goes down, and, and he freezes. Uh, <clears throat> then they're able to come back, um, the the, uh, the Freemakers, they find him. Uh, let's see, and then we go to... Um, oh, Zan- uh, um, uh, Dengar, and the rest of them show up again. And uh, obviously there's a big fight that goes on, and the Wampa joins in the fight and is starting to chase around uh, Durpin, and Plume Striker, and they kind of oh, show up, right. show yeah. up at the parts of the show where they kind of run it <laughs> past, you know. Um, uh, let's see, then we go to... I'm kind of going through the episode here. Uh, some things... Oh, yeah, and they
1: start to um, they start to build because they know that the bad guys are on their way, so they start to build that at Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that snowspeeder as well.
0: Right. So they build the snowspeeder, they build AT-AT, the and they're able to use the the old rebel base as kind of their new base which is kind of cool and nari and the rest of them they're they're on the attack now and uh we get to this next scene i want to play this clip for you don't worry and and um this is actually a pretty cool scene and and we'll talk about it after i play it here check, check into that. So. my mission is complete
1: oh, i can feel the power flowing through me That is something. (laughs) Behold, the awesome might of the Kyber There. Oh. Is it supposed to
0: do that? If so, you need to rethink how you use the word awesome. Yeah, you're
1: robbing it of its (laughs) meaning through overuse. The crystal. It was... (laughs) Ha! <laughs> Ice! The kid duped you.
0: So, again, my favorite, some of my favorite characters, Bash and Ram. How great was that? I, mean, I come on.
1: love those two characters. They're uh, just so funny. And I, I loved them when they were talking about, you know, the, the whole math. Part yeah, in the yeah. Of Ravala, and now this is just so hilarious. And as someone who uses the word awesome a lot, I just found it extremely hilarious.
0: <laughs> that was great, too. Yeah, you need to rethink the way, yeah. So, those two man, we love those characters. I mean, so many great characters on the show, it's so funny. And, like you said, these last two have they've They've gone away from some of the humor a little bit, but but a great instance there. and this thing ends, I gotta get you going here. Um, this thing ends um, with you know, Rowan taking that that next step. you know, he wanted to he wanted to leave earlier um, in this series. and I think it was even in this, in this episode he wanted to take off because he felt like he was, getting in the way, much like Luke did when they were traveling to Endor. He said, man, I'm endangering the mission because, you know, this force power. Oh, and that's I think, a
1: good comparison. Yeah, that's true. And,
0: yeah, Rowan was feeling kind of the same way. Like, every time, you know, I'm doing this stuff, you guys are with me and I'm putting you guys in danger. So this thing ends kind of on a sad note where, where Rowan, um, you know, he says he's got to protect the, the Kyber Saber crystals. So he takes his own ship and, he's, and he goes away leaving his uh, brother and sister behind. So... Kind of a, a a a rougher way to end an episode. And it's like, wow, where are we going from here? Because we only have two more episodes to go. But um, uh, what'd you think about the end here and, and Rowan taking off? Yeah,
1: zone. that's that. It was like you said, it's very sad, and I and I love the way that Cordy and Xander have been so supportive of Rowan this whole oh, yeah. entire season. And yeah. I, I and I talked about before the how they're um they're such great role models especially for you know actual siblings who may end up fighting a lot of the time (laughs) yeah but but yeah i i I was so sad to see rowan lee but he did it because he didn't want to harm them in any way and i i'm i'm excited to see how they're going to reunite because like like Xander said, you know, we're free makers. We fly together. We don't fly at all, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I hope that they 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 get reunited and they're able to have more adventures together. So
0: yeah, he gives that farewell and he jumps into hyperspace, and that's and uh, that's how the the episode ends. So really, some really really a couple of great episodes. Um, some 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 fun stuff in there, but some serious stuff as well. And and like I said, this thing is following this this cool storyline and we're only two episodes away to see uh how this season ends up so um yeah it's a, it's a great episode and then and, and I had a great time with it so with that John Maria I know you I've, geez it's crazy I've already had you for almost an hour here and I got to get you back to your other <laughs> podcast so um hey thanks so much for jumping in this was fantastic um to have you on and and, and hopefully we can chat some more in the future huh
1: definitely thank you so so much i really enjoy talking about freemakers and I'm, I'm glad that you guys are talking about it and spreading um the joy you know because I, I feel like a lot of people are missing out because of the fact that it's a it's a kid's show and i'm like no you should watch it because it's actually a good show you know so yeah
0: yeah for sure uh... we we had said the same thing like uh, Mike, we were talking about it like, hey, try to get a hold of John Reigns because those you guys were doing a podcast and it seemed like there was very, maybe only a couple of us even talking about this, let alone doing a podcast about it. And, and, and we've tweeted about it many times like, hey, you guys are missing out because although it's, yeah, it's not canon, I get it, but it's still a great, it's still a great fun story and a great comedy. And it's fun because I know you guys as well as us. We've gotten a lot of support from some of the writers like Leland Chi and Bob Roth, and yeah. uh, and, and some of the other writers that are retweeting the stuff that we talk about. And Anytime you talk about free makers, they're right there and, and giving us support. So it's cool to get that that that. Um, reassurance or whatever you want to call it from, yeah. from
1: the
0: people that are there working on it so it's,
1: it's great being able to support something that they're proud of that they're clearly proud of and oh, that they've yeah. worked hard on and it's it's sad when a creator doesn't get the feedback or any feedback at all so that's why I when I say that watch this show it's good it, it's not just because I'm trying to get their attention. It's because I'm being very genuine. This is actually a very good show. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's taking place within the universe. You know, and like you said, it's not canon, but it's still great material.
0: Yeah, for sure. It, it is great stuff. And, and I can't say enough about it that, that I'm having a great time with it. Um, so, hey, before you go, um, just again, remind everybody uh, where they can find you.
1: Sure. So you can find me on Twitter uh, uh, with the handle at BlueJGuys and that's J-A-I-G and you can also find me at uh, thewookiegunner.com. That's Wookie with two E's. I know some people spell it with one. <laughs> <laughs> so Wookie Gunner with two E's. And then nice. you can also find me on several podcasts, which are also listed at thewookiegunner.com, especially Star Scavengers, which is another Freemaker Adventures show.
0: So yeah, definitely check that out. You can find that on YouTube, uh, iTunes. So check that out. Uh, so with that, uh, for Mike, who is doing his thing, and John Marie, my name is Matt. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next time in the Rebels podcast.